Spinning out of control, here we go Foot to the pedal, till it's touching the metal Let's rock and roll, yeah So they need to get them tigers to screech and I beat them Check the flags, last lap, nobody can beat them It's just that it's a party, put it on in the carpool And hear us talk a lot of NASCAR in the audio Singing loud, we don't just want it out of mode We're getting dirty around here, yeah We're in the mall. We're in the marbles Uh, we're in the marbles We're in the marbles Hey everybody, welcome to episode 69 of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan I am Ethan, you can find me on social media at Viva La Ethan And I'm Soda, you can find me on X at Soda underscore Hunter Is that weird yet? It is Just weird I get used to it. Yeah, it, I mean, it ain't it ain't no big deal. It's just something else to get used to. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, how how have you been doing this week? Uh, we've been all right. Uh, we went to the beach Saturday for a little bit. No, it was last Thursday. It was after we recorded already. Oh, we went to uh, the beach for like it was the last day that we had the kids for summer. You know, school starts back tomorrow here. Well, it's it starts back Wednesday morning. And uh, we took the kids to the beach, and a dinosaur showed up. And uh, I'm sorry, a dinosaur showed up. A dinosaur showed up. Yeah, like a real one. Well, he was walking around, throwing bones all over the place. So, yeah. Oh, <laughs> have you well, seen th- the pictures I posted on Twitter? Um, I don't think I have. <laughs> did yeah, I, I probably a, did. A dinosaur showed up to the beach. A raptor specifically a little big for a raptor but you know it's fine and he walked down to the water and all the kids surrounded him and he was playing fetch with this uh a femur i don't know what kind of bone it was <laughs> that's interesting i'm looking it was, it up i've right never now. i've never seen one before i've never seen like that that kind of thing it came out of the back of a uh, truck that was uh modeled like a triceratops Oh, I did. I actually like uh, retweeted it. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I definitely remember seeing that now. That's really interesting. Like, is it just random or was there a it, theme? It was or? random. It was absolutely random. We parked and that truck parked beside us as we were unloading. And I thought, well, that's a very interesting truck. And as it was like driving by, a uh, family guy, uh, apparently Peter Griffin at one point in Family Guy, he did the Jurassic Park theme. Like you know, how he does the did the Star Wars themes like like and that's what they played on the truck oh. as it drove by. Yeah, oh. just <laughs> so yeah, he just parked right beside us and we were getting our chairs and blankets and stuff out or towels or whatever and getting the umbrella set up. Next thing I know, a dinosaur's walking by. I'm like, okay. Oh. <laughs> well, that's so weird. You can't kid about that stuff because I didn't know zebras were real a couple months ago. That's <laughs> still boggles my mind. Everybody thought that was a work and it's not. I legitimately didn't know that they existed. So, 
Yeah, that's that's wild, man. Um, do you have a driver for sixty nine? Man, I sure don't. But uh, <laughs> we were looking it help, up before the. <laughs> with the help of you, you know uh, who YouTube. My... YouTube. It's the yeah. help of YouTube. I I want to plug this. Hang on, let me plug this. Uh, I'm gonna plug this channel. The channel is Dogleg Media. That is the channel on YouTube. He did a huge series about number history. And we had to look up the 60s. He just got finished with the 90s. He's about to do the doubles, the, like the, the zeros. Oh, next. That's his next video. He's already done one through 99. So, yeah, we had to, we, we need some help with this number. This number has had 105 total starts in all of NASCAR and yeah. one top five. <laughs> it, I mean, I didn't even think about it. And then you were like, Hey, I'm ready to record. And I'm like, Oh no, I don't have a 69. Uh, so yeah. Thanks to whoever. Well, I, what dog leg media, dog leg media, media? Yeah, dog leg media. Uh, my 69 driver is possum Jones. Don't ask me anything about him. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I have heard the name before. I have heard that name before, but another big one was like Leroy Yarbrough. I think he made one start in the 69 car. Yeah. And me personally, I was going to do a local guy. Uh, when I was like four or five years old, he was racing. He's, I, I'm actually friends with him on Facebook right now. Um, guy named Steve White. He drove the like novice street stock type class back in the late 80s when they were like real big body V8 cars. I think he drove a Thunderbird actually. Um, but like a God, like a late seventies, early eighties version of the Thunderbird, like the real big, big body car. And uh he won a few times. I got I got a couple pictures with him when I was a kid and um like on the front straightaway holding up checker flag, you know. So that's my guy, uh Steve White, local guy. I'll put his picture up in the um I'll show his picture in the the group photo thing that I do for the Whatever I'm trying to say. The collage? The collage. Look yeah. at you teaching me words. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, how the <laughs> turns have tabled. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Did you uh, happen to watch SummerSlam? I, you know what? Uh, thanks to your peacock, I uh, definitely did. And you know, on an episode of 69, I don't need you to say anything about thanks to my peacock, okay? Hey, listen. Better than how Scott Toon pronounces it. I. I so catch myself saying it that way. <laughs> I, oh, dude, I do too. I, so I did funny. it the other day, like, because we had some friends over and we watched it. It was raining. We were just going to get in the pool, but it wound up raining that evening. So we were all just sitting around watching SummerSlam. And I said it like, before I realized I said it. And yeah. nobody mentioned anything, but I know they were like, why does he say it that way? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it only took uh, one time of hearing Scott Toon say it that way, and that is exactly how I say it every single time. Uh, actually, as soon as I said Peacock, I had to be like, yeah. say it correctly. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I was really disappointed because the whole – I was really jazzed up. I was really excited for that show. Um, I haven't really sat down and watched the wrestling show in quite a while, so I watched it from beginning to end. I was really excited about the Roman Reigns uh, Jay Uso match, and I think they locked up, and there was a couple moves, and then I woke up about two hours later. <laughs> don't know anything that happened. Had to go to Twitter, saw everything, and I was very disappointed with myself. You need some coffee, bro. You're telling that happens. Me. I was, you know, I did that with Michigan though. Oh, did like, you? I'm not gonna lie. I did that at the very, very beginning part of Michigan because I was just coming off work, 
And, you know, I wake up at 3 a.m. for work and I had a late night uh, with friends over and SummerSlam and all that. I probably got maybe about three and a half, four hours sleep total. Yeah. So when I got down, like when I got home and I set my butt in recliner, next thing I know, I'm fighting to stay awake to watch the beginning of that race. Like I'm fighting it, like hard fighting it. Like maybe <laughs> I might have, I, pro- I probably did miss about 30 minutes of it or so. But, yeah. It is what it is. I, w- I wound up seeing it the next day, though. I was yeah. at work, but I wound up watching it. Oh, you were at work when you watched it? Yeah, I streamed it on the DirecTV app. Gotcha. Heck yeah. That's the only thing I can do. You know, it comes on at 11. Well, it's supposed to come on at 1130 our time, but I think it just got pushed back an hour because of mist, right? Yeah. Well, what do you uh, do you want to go into the race or yeah. do you want to go into fantasy? What do you want to do first? Well, you know who did miss uh, the Michigan race? Hmm. Noah Gregson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, let's I really don't want to get into too much detail with that idiot did. And we're not. No, but, I don't. Uh, just more for the Fantasy Cup driver uh, participants. Just know that Noah Gregson should not be selected for the... Uh, probably the rest you know, of the year. Probably honestly. the rest of his career. Um, yeah, well crap so uh definitely don't pick Noah gregson for uh, any sort of fantasy cup stuff and then this morning there was news that he got fired yeah and then 30 minutes later there was news like wait a minute he's not fired yet but he's not racing the next two races I was like, well, you, you know we saw when that little news thing came across that he got fired yeah we saw a leak that wasn't supposed to be leaked yet <laughs> yeah i <laughs> That's exactly what that was. Yeah, we saw I, factual information that wasn't supposed to be out there yet. What's so? What was funny about that is I uh, I was going to my first break and I always take my breaks out in my truck, and I opened Twitter. Uh, I'm sorry, I opened X, <laughs> and I saw uh, your tweet, and I was like, "What is he talking about?" So then I, the next tweet, or what? Do, what do you call it? the next post? was Noah Gregson fired. And so I was like, oh. And then I went back to your tweet. I was like, well, what is he talking about? And then I saw a uh, couch racer uh, have screenshots of the both tweets. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. oh, wow, this is this is confusing. <laughs> it's a mess. It is. It's an absolute mess. Yep. But, you know, whatever. If you're an athlete, you got to be careful on what you're liking. And, and we'll just you leave know, it as that. I don't even know. I'm, I'm getting conflicting reports on when he liked that. Like I, somebody said some, something about uh, pay attention to if anybody wants to do anything to hurt you, all they got to do is dig up something on Twitter that you did three, four, five years ago, put it out there and you're canceled now. Right. It's yeah. the dumbest thing ever. Like nobody can change, you know, like, Oh, you know, nobody can change any opinion they had. Like, like the Paula Dean thing. Like I just heard that as an ex- uh, a story. I was scrolling up through, I was scrolling through Twitter or not Twitter, uh, scrolling through Facebook reels, just looking at videos today <clears throat> and a Dave Chappelle skit. Come on. And he talked about Paula Dean saying something she wasn't supposed to say, but she said it 30 years ago Wait, and they I'm fired her. Yeah, and they fired her. I don't... No, you're not curious. You know what she said. What? No, I don't. I don't no, no, I'm not getting into what she said, but it's just the fact that she 
she said something really, she really wasn't supposed to say, calling somebody a name. She really wasn't supposed oh. to call nobody, but it happened 30 years ago. Like nothing in the past 30 years could change her heart at all. You know what I mean? Like uh, firing somebody over something that happened in the past, you know, but he's not officially fired yet. Right. So not yet. I'm, not yet. I'm, he's going through sensitivity training. <laughs> Oh yeah, okay. So I had to Google it and what Paula Dean said. So yeah, that's that's that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. and I heard that as as like a an example of something like that today, and and Dave Chappelle was even like, and that was thirty years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's like, you know, that that person said, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> I yeah. don't know when, but I'm gonna get you for that. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. So, so I mean, uh, I don't know. Well, don't do, don't do stupid stuff. Don't be hateful. But at the same time, people do change. Yeah. I mean, I definitely ain't the same person I was 30 years ago. I was. Oh, 10. God. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago. Completely different person right here. So, you know, yeah. I mean, just throughout my day, I, I change <laughs> people, personalities, whatever you want to call it, man. It's, it's a struggle. I get it. Um, to a little bit more uplifting uh, news, you mm -hmm. called it. Martin Truex Jr. has announced he is coming back full time in the NASCAR Cup Series next season for Joe Gibbs Racing. He bought a boat. He bought a boat. Did he buy a boat? That, that we talked about that. Well, I didn't know if he actually bought it. Yeah. He just went. He said he went. He was going to go look at it. Dale Jr. said he bought it. Well. <laughs> Oh, you know that country song? Uh, I don't think he won the lottery. Talking about buying him a boat. You don't know that country song? I don't. Uh, uh the one uh, Billy Carrington, I think, is who sings it. Uh, it starts out, "I ain't rich, but I dang sure want to be." Talk about winning the lottery and say it, it would buy me a boat. So, do you, you know, know who my favorite band is of all time? <laughs> What's that? My favorite band of all time is the Jonas Brothers. Okay, yeah. So, well, I figured you knew a little bit of country. I do. I know uh, Carrie Underwood. Oh yeah, baby! My God, yeah, I know I'm, that. I'm going to see Carrie Underwood. <gasps> Shut your butt in November. Oh, can you? Oh, and oh. it's it's a four four t uh, four act concert. Uh, I talked to Drew about it already. He, I, he he'd appreciate this. Because they went and saw George Strait, right? Yeah. George Strait's going to be there. <laughs> oh, God. That, that, <laughs> what? George uh, Strait. <laughs> yeah, the the story he told with that. I'm not going to duplicate that story. But we were joking about that when we were buying the tickets, you know, oh. in the Cold War. But George Strait, uh, Carrie Underwood, Willie Nelson, and Little Big Town. That's amazing. That is a really awesome lineup. It's going to be in the uh, Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium in Atlanta. So it's going to be indoors and oh, nice. like first-class facility. I've been there once for an Alabama Duke game. And, man, what a what a stadium. Incredible stadium. I can't wait till WrestleMania shows back up to it. Oh, nice. Heck, yeah. Because I went to WrestleMania 27. They were in the Georgia Dome. The Georgia Dome's been torn down make way for this thing, you know? So hopefully they'll come back to Atlanta one time. Cause that's only like four and a half hours away from me. If that. So, Oh, nice. That's what we doing in 
three months or so? Well, heck yeah. Um, you know, one thing about the race, trying to <laughs> get back on topic here. Well, we're not uh, a country music podcast. I don't think so. Yeah, I, you know, I we can NASCAR I mean, and country. I mean, they kind of go together a little bit. Let me try. Ready? <clears throat> the only the only country song I know. Rebel out the doors and turn the lights. Josh Turner. Low. You know, I saw him live too. Yeah. Oh, really? I did. It was Valentine's Day night, 2019. See, I didn't know who sang it. I I thought it was Toby Keith. Josh Turner. Honky tonk, but don't, but don't. That one. Trey, Trey Thackens. He's actually oh. down the street. He's <laughs> actually going to be down the street. I have a casino that's literally like three miles from my house right up here. He's going to be up there in the middle of September. Oh. Yeah, I that, all these acts <laughs> that you're saying and all that ones I'm saying, everything's like colliding right here around me. Um, you know. I think my favorite uh my favorite country song at the moment is uh Thank God by uh Kane Brown and his wife, Caitlin. Mm, yeah. Oh, love, love, love. Gosh, that was a good song. They're not coming over near me, so you know who's not a fan of country music? People that live in Michigan, I bet. I don't know that for a fact. I don't live there, but yeah, uh, I don't. Weren't there some country music acts that got canceled because of the rain? I, wasn't there like some concerts? I don't know at the race. Yeah. Oh, but, I don't know because every single race nowadays they have a dang country concert right there on the front straightaway. I will say when I did go to Texas Motor Speedway uh, for the All Star Race last season, uh, they did have oh god. Blake Shelton, mm-hmm. and that was uh, that was fantastic. That was really really fun. So yeah, uh, I think that you could consider that the second concert I've ever been to. But I really wasn't there. I was in my I was in the seat uh, the, the seats in the grandstands, and he was in the infield. So didn't uh, I don't know. It didn't feel like a concert, but it was it was still really cool. I forget who we have for the twenty twenty two or. It was this year's Daytona 500. Yeah, 2023 Daytona 500. I forget who sang pre-race there. I knew his songs, but I don't remember the artist. Um, I want to say he did some drinking-type songs. Like uh, He might have done Drunk on a Plane. It might have been that artist. I'm not sure. Oh, but, I'm getting drunk on yeah. a plane. Yeah, but in it. 2020, we had Dirk Bentley. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So, okay, so Not, uh, not Dirk Bentley. No, who is it? It wasn't Dirk Spinley. Who? Goodness gracious! I get I get some of the the names mixed up, and I should get this dude's name because he's like really unique. Um, should, I just, should I just Google it? No, twenty twenty. It was uh, the guy that sings. Um, oh, that gum! I'm gonna just I'm blanking on every single song. He sings beers and beer and sunshine. He sings uh, wagon wheel. Darius Rucker. Darius Rucker. I, I knew it was a D word. I was Dirk's literally just Darius. Yeah, I just I knew it was a, a D name. I just got his name mixed up with somebody else. But yeah, he was there at the 2020 Daytona 500. Nice. While Trump was flying over overhead in his Air Force One. <laughs> you were talking about. Um, well, I, you were talking. I was sitting there thinking uh, a wagon wheel. So I don't know why. And this is another uh, edition of Paralyzed on Tales from the State, but I don't, I don't remember what I thought the lyrics were, but I know it took about fourteen years for me to realize that he was actually saying wagon wheels. So for fourteen years, I was singing, and I don't remember what I was singing, like what the words were that I thought, but it wasn't. 
And when I was blown away, when I realized, go ahead. Uh, I mean, I mean, I was just blown away when I realized that the words were actually wagon wheel and not whatever it was. I was singing for 14 years. How how old do you think that song is? I don't know. Like it, it I, 20 years. I don't know. Very seriously. What? Wagon wheel. Let is me 14 years old. Okay. Let's see. Wagon wheel. I, it might be six. Okay. Oh, no way. It, oh, well, you might be right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it released in 2013. Like 20 um, years ago, he was, okay, it's 10 years old. Like 20 years 15. ago, 15, whatever. I mean, he was like, wasn't he still in like Pearl Jam or what was it? Hootie and the Blowfish. Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah, I don't know my, I do not I know the rock in the I 90s. Mean. I do not know that because I didn't listen to rock in the <laughs> 90s. I started listening to rock in 2001, 2002 in that era oh. where I got like, I, they got out of the kid rock Limp Biscuit phase and went into like system of a down and three days grace. Ooh. You know, I, I saw That's when I started listening to rock. I didn't start listening to rock. I hated the grunge stuff. I absolutely hated it. Like hot take Nirvana is probably my most hated band. I absolutely, I cannot stand Nirvana. I know that's a hot take. I know a lot of people love Nirvana. You know who's better than you can Nirvana? Have What's that? The Jonas Brothers. <laughs> and I really don't know a single song from the Jonas Brothers. Bro, I'm not kidding you when I say these words. Like, please, like, look me in the eyes when I say this to you, okay? You can... <laughs> Are you looking me in the eyes? Sure. Okay. So, you can play any Jonas Brothers song from any album, and I know every word to every song that they have ever, ever released. It's a disease. And I'm really excited to have it. <laughs> it's so cool. They're actually coming to Minneapolis. Uh, I don't live there, but my sister does. So I think we are planning a little bit of a trip that Jessica does not know about. So <laughs> <laughs> that'll be really cool. To, she's very uh, heavy metal, like, headbanger type of mm -hmm. music and i am very much jonas brothers so um she doesn't know but we're gonna go to the jonas brothers <laughs> and i'm so excited i gotta i, I gotta she'll know here in a day or two anyway um oh, she doesn't listen to the show oh she doesn't listen oh no <laughs> not a chance she listens to tales from the estate every single episode <laughs> she doesn't listen to art. <laughs> She doesn't even watch the races, bro. I'm like, I go in there every. Well, she better day. start. She's in the top five or six in the. I'll the tell you. Cup now. Oh, I have such a story about that. Remind me a little bit later. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I, I. What was I going to say? I totally forgot. But um, something about Jonas Brothers on a concert. I don't know. Oh crap! I don't know. Move <laughs> on. <laughs> I don't know, but it was super funny. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! Okay, you want to talk about Michigan for a little bit? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, that's I mean, we're a racing podcast, right? So yeah, talk about some race cars going on a racetrack a little bit. Um, so the concert that happens in the infield. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one thing I want to ask, um, is it am I wrong in thinking that NASCAR has a strict rule that you cannot cover the grill? Yeah, yeah, that man's right. You cannot, you cannot tape the grill. So did. Anybody else notice that the 34 team, after they got it, you know, contact, they were putting tape over the grill? I, I believe that there's probably, no, now he had a weird issue. 
did you see the issue he had? Like, did you really hear the specific of the issue he had? He pushed somebody down the straightaway early in the race. And it made this weird thing that I have never seen before. It's got to be something very specific to this car and a very specific type of damage where it separated something. And you only like, cause all of a sudden when he got done pushing somebody, he was by himself. He says, man, this thing plows on the straightaway. I have no speed. And they took high definition video and photos of the car at speed on the straightaway and saw that under stress, when there's 195 miles an hour worth of wind pushing on the front of the car, it opened up uh, seams that he, he busted on the front of that car and it made a parachute. Basically it got air inside the car instead of going over the hood and under the bottom, like around the diffuser and stuff like that, it got air inside the nose of the car and it just slowed it down three, four, five miles an hour down the straightaways. And he just couldn't run with anybody. So it, it was, and when it wasn't at speed, it completely popped back out. It was, I have never heard that before. Yeah, I I wanted to bring. I'm glad you you mentioned that because I had forgotten about it. I wanted to bring that up because it's such a unique issue. Yeah, and I mean, kudos for them for even finding it because when it comes in the pits and you're like, well, there's nothing wrong with the car. Yeah, you know, you can't visibly see anything, but when it goes on a track, it gets broke and comes back in the pits, it fixes itself. You know, it's it's them trying to tape up the seams that are broken, so it was actually repairing damage. I don't think he was actually putting tape on the grill like the actual grill openings, because that is high. That is completely illegal. You cannot do that now. But, um, and I actually found out on something that NASCAR posted on their YouTube channel. It was like a radioactive from Michigan in the seventies or eighties. I think it was the late seventies that, uh, Bobby Allison came in the pits to, uh, put some, he said, put a piece of cardboard or something on the grill. Newspaper, something. He's like, oh, newspaper, yeah, newspaper. newspaper yeah. on the grill. Do something. Stop the grill up so I can go faster. And NASCAR called him back in to get it off. Yeah. Like, I didn't know you couldn't up. do that back then. <laughs> my whole my whole life watching NASCAR, this this next-gen car is the first time I've ever seen you not allowed to put anything on the grill. They used to have individual pieces of tape that you could pull off, you know, that were already separate, kind of like the um, the the – Oh, my brain's not working. The the things on the windshield, the tear-offs on the windshield, they used yeah. to have individual pieces of tape that were separated like that, where you could pull them off and you could put other tape on yeah. as you went through the different runs, depending on what you wanted to do. And, and at the end of the race, they put all the tape on the grill. You know, yeah. blow that joker up the wind. Who cares, you know? And, yeah, all of a sudden now, the first time in my life watching NASCAR, you cannot do that. But apparently you couldn't do that before either. Uh, I saw that and I was like what are you doing? Like, and, and I knew that he had some sort of issue. I, I remember as soon as you said that, I remember he was pushing someone and something happened, mm-hmm. but I was sitting there. I was like, wait, if that's a, if that's a rule, you can't do that for anything. So now NASCAR needs to go back in there to the rule book and say, Oh, well you can, if this happens. And it's just like, Oh man, I, I'm I pretty know. sure it's, it's a grill issue only. Like a grill opening issue, not necessarily like you can't repair damage, yeah. Because you're not allowed to replace body panels on this car, right? Oh, like true. if the bumper comes off or the bumper gets damaged, you have to 
figure out a way to take the bumper back on. You cannot replace it. I learned that this weekend. I didn't realize you couldn't do that. Because when the 20, oh, we'll talk about the 20 in a minute. When the 20 uh, crashed and all of a sudden got so much faster <laughs> after he crashed, he was the fastest car on the racetrack at the end of the race, made it all yeah. the way back up to 13th or something like that. And when he crashed, he wasn't allowed to change the rear bumper of the car. They just had to tape it back down. And they did something to that car when they taped it down. They molded that thing just right. <laughs> it had so much less drag than it had before because there's no way that car with the damage that it sustained would have been the fastest car on the racetrack at the end of the race. Uh, you know, so that was funny because I they were uh, doing like a camera shot of the pit crew taking care of or trying to fix the 20 car. And I don't remember what it was but it looked like they it honestly like from hindsight like as a fan perspective it just looks like they were like bumping something out of the of where the uh front right fender is and but you know it looked like they were there was a little bit something else that went on um just like it caught my attention i was like wait a minute what are they doing like i mean it was obvious that they were not bumping out you know, a quarter panel. I, I understand like whatever it was. And it brought me back to that video that I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. I don't know if you know this video and gosh dang it. I was not prepared for this. I don't remember. I don't remember whose car it was, but it was back. Uh, I want to say like gen four or something like back when like Edwards was driving the, the 99 office depot era of nascar and uh i want to say it was i I don't know it could have been clint boyer uh but there is a a, like an onboard camera that was looking out the windshield or on top of the hood and you saw crew guys taking something and putting it on the uh, inside fender and then when the officials walked back by the one of the guys were like hey hey look over here and then the other guy took it out really fast and then when they walked away they hurried up and like looked around real suspiciously and then they went right back and they put it right back on so it was been so much stuff dude like okay as far as pit stops go and body manipulation like that do you remember the era when people would come into the pits and the big heavy tire changer would slam into the side of the car trying to bend the the inside like the, the kind of flare in the uh, side of the uh, car to so make it a little straighter to make oh, it, yeah. you know, out of the wind behind the tire or whatever, you know, they would, they did it on both sides and they eventually cracked down on that. It was just a couple of years ago. I remember Chase Elliott had some kind of uh, stripping that went along the outside of the, the top of the spoiler. And it was on camera as he was getting interviewed. <laughs> they were just not, you know, they were just like, casually looking away peeling away the stripping as it was there right there on camera but there's pictures of it out there on the racetrack i have no idea if he actually got penalized for that or not but it was to kind of add some spoiler to it to give him a little more downforce probably gave him a quarter inch worth of spoiler i miss the days when you could adjust the spoiler dude i know exactly what video you're talking about too yeah yeah i I (laughs) saw it on twitter just not too long ago it it was just there somebody somebody brought it up I, i probably retweeted it yeah, <laughs> because I thought it was hilarious. Because that's it's Hendrick for you. There they go. I, you know, at first it looked like it was like some sort of putty. It looked like it was just like this. It not, looked like weather stripping to me. Yeah, like it looked like because like we just bought this house, and 
for a little bit before the back door got got completely fixed by the manufacturer. We had to weather strip the bottom of the door so we wouldn't get, you know, so some of the, it was just off, you know, it's a mobile home. You, you go down the road, things shift, things like that. And until the manufacturer can come out here and actually fix the shifting pieces, you kind of have to make do and put some weather strip around there. That's what it looked like to me. Like really, really thin weather stripping that they put right on the edge of the spoiler. Fantastic. (laughs) You know, I I thought about that the other day. Uh, I think that video actually brought it up to my attention. People like uh, people talk to me uh, on like instant messages and stuff like that. Talk about they like hearing some of the the weird local racing stories and things like that that I have. And um, there's a couple little things like that that we tried. Like I've told you, I've said the story before how we took the right front brake off the car. I've said that on here before. Yeah, that was that was like the secret. That was the one thing that we tried that actually 100 percent definitively worked and made me better than everybody else. Because we had a front wheel drive car. There was a lot of weight on the right front tire and the right front hub and all that assembly there. And the car pushed because it pulled on the front wheels. It wasn't pushing around the track. You didn't never brake loose. So you take the right front brake off. When you stab the brake, the left front grabs, but the right front keeps rolling. What For does that sure. make you do? Yeah. yeah. It makes you pitch R- left. Rotate. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you rotate. And all of a sudden off the corner, mid corner off, oh, I am straight cool. off the corner down the hill. Yeah. And everybody else is pushing, letting off the gas trying to hit the wall. Yeah, so boy. I got runs on everybody going down the straightaways because of that. Oh. And nobody figured that out until they actually, you know, until a friend of mine, a friend or two of mine actually went in the car to help me work on it. And I didn't care if they knew. One of them tried it. He didn't like it. And he put everything back. <clears throat> I mean, you got to know that you're going to wreck if you stab the brakes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you got to know you're going to yeah. catch it. <laughs> yeah. Because if you, you try to miss a wreck, you're going to spin out if you don't know that it's coming. But, um, because I just about did one day, but like I, I told about that one, and there was one early that uh, we we had a can of uh, Pam, Pam cooking spray. We sprayed down the front of that car so heavy with Pam, thinking that the dirt and mud won't stick to it. Yeah. During the race, and it would lighten up the front end. It didn't work. That was. Sticky. It didn't work. No, it didn't work. I just had a <laughs> sticky, gooey front end of a car. So this is super funny. Uh, so a couple weeks ago when I was talking in a cave, apparently with that really mm-hmm. nasty echo, I told a story about um, when I went to crew chief recently last December for uh, uh, the, ch- uh, not the chili bowl, but the Tulsa shootout. And we went from 94th out of 117 cars fastest to fourth fastest out of 117 cars. Mm-hmm. And one of the moves that I made was taking that that uh left front break off completely and that was one thing so i knew the pam wasn't going to work so i did the exact same thing to the front end of this uh micro and we used um oh gosh it's not off <laughs> like the bug repellent yeah uh but it's something like that and it was the only thing that we had and we had to go all the way out to one of the other people one of the other guys's truck i was like do you have anything like anything at all bug spray whatever <laughs> i don't think it made a lick of difference but it, it doesn't it didn't on mine no, anyway we had we had red southern clay i don't know what kind of dirt you have but that red clay just stuck to everything yeah <clears throat> we also um 
Oh, you mentioned uh, taking the brake off. Any idea on the rear-wheel drive car, mostly take the right rear brake off? Isn't that usually the idea, like a street stock or modified or something, to keep that right rear rolling around the track and digging? I, I thought I thought that's what it was, but I could be wrong. I've never... I, yeah, I've always heard it was the uh, front brake okay. you want to take off. Well, I know on a front-wheel drive car, it's definitely the right front. Right. Because yeah. that worked so well. That was a completely different car. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. I also, uh, when I first got started, um, I had a couple of really old school racers helping me out between my grandfather and his friends. And he was like, This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna take chicken wire. All right. We're gonna everybody chicken wire was the answer to everything. Of course, you, know, you could. You put that on the windshield. You put that in the <laughs> radiator. Yeah. Everything gets chicken wire. Okay, you put chicken wire in front of the radiator. You hang with a piece of string or rope or something, a spark plug in front of the chicken wire. And when you're going around the track, the bumps will make the spark plug hit the chicken <laughs> wire and knock the mud off in front of the radiator. Oh wow, <laughs> that is the most old school thing I think yeah. I've ever heard. We I don't think we ever did it. But that's definitely something he wanted me to do. I was like, I don't know if, I don't know if these front wheel drive cars are gonna, gonna matter like that because yeah. every one of these things have noses, you know, that cover up everything. So, I, like, <laughs> but that's a very old school, like seventies thing. I think you know, early eighties, late seventies type of dirt track racing to do. But God, there's so many little things like that. I just gotta think of them all. But, I know. <laughs> I know in our cars, uh, we would always keep the right front tire because the right front tire blew so much on a front wheel drive car. We keep it pressured way up to 40 pounds. Yeah. And actually, we run tubes inside the right front tire, too, to give it a little bit more strength. And the left front, I would keep down to like 17 pounds. So it would grip around the corner. And then the rear, you would just balance how much you wanted to slide. If you wanted to slide a little more, you would bump the pressures up in the back, on the, especially the right rear, up maybe about 26 28 pounds if you didn't want to slide so much you drop it back down to about 22 20 somewhere in there yeah. that's yeah. yeah i mean man we we learned so much crap it took three or four years to finally get everything exactly where we wanted it to be but once we got it i mean i, I think i won 10 or 12 heat races and three features that year <laughs> there it is so it was yeah Anyway, that's completely off topic, but somebody had mentioned something. I forgot who it was, but somebody mentioned somehow how much they like hearing the local racing stories, how interesting they actually are. But that made me think because all these little cheating things happening. You know, you're talking about tape and stuff. We never yeah. see, we never use tape for anything. We really ain't a need to use tape for anything uh, on a dirt track car because you're not really looking for aerodynamics. I did, I did do one thing, and I'll get off of it now. I did do one thing that was aerodynamic and it was on the uh i like i like the uh the spoilers like the front wheel drive spoiler looking cars i like yeah. the spoilers on the cars because i just think it looks better i do too i don't think it does anything because why are you putting downforce on the rear of the car front wheel drive car i thought about uh making like hood spoilers for it i did think what? about that i i did because uh i thought about angling a uh, piece of uh, sheet metal bending and bolting it down the hood to where it would uh, hit the air just right. And it would plant the front of the car down and get more power to the wheels. 
Yeah. It I never really did it because I just knew they'd make me take it off. <laughs> I was gonna say, I mean, it makes sense and I understand yeah. where you're going with that, mm-hmm. but how on earth are you gonna get past tech with that? <laughs> it yeah, they would have maybe take it off, so I didn't bother oh. with it. I was like, I got a great idea, they're never gonna let me do it, so I'm not gonna bother. But it's a great idea and I think it would work. Yeah, but, I mean kudos to thinking about it, but man, but, there's no way to hide that. <laughs> <laughs> um I know some people put a little piece of metal right there in front of the driver's uh, compartment. So the mud will hit the metal and kind of maybe fly over a little bit. So they don't get so much mud in their face. Some people do that. What I did one time, because I bought a car that had a uh, plexiglass windshield because it was run on asphalt, but I wasn't running on asphalt. I was running on dirt. So what I did, I took that plexiglass windshield spray painted that Joker orange to match the spoiler and the highlights of the car. And I cut out, <laughs> I looked inside this car and I, while it was not orange yet, I drew like exactly where I was seeing everything. Right. It's this little, it like, it, it was not on the very bottom of the windshield. It's about maybe six inches up off the bottom of the windshield and about uh, eight inches or maybe 10 inches off the top of the windshield. And it only went about three quarters across the windshield where I could see everything I need to see. So I took that, traced that out, and I cut that spot out, right, just so I could see. And I bolted that windshield back in. So now I have my little window where I can see in front of me, but all the air that's hitting this car is going right over the car, except for this little spot that I can watch. And nobody, there was some safety concerns at one track, but I was like, you can can jump in it if you want to. I can see everything. Yeah, It's just, it's, it's there to help. But it's just, it's no different than having, you know, a cage and wire across your front windshield. Because in a dirt track car, if you don't know, you don't have a windshield. Right. There is no windshield in a dirt track car. That's so the dirt can come on through. It doesn't clog your vision. You do get it in the face as far as dirt goes. So you have the tear-offs. You rip the tear-offs off the helmet. You usually have about six or eight per race, uh, depending on the length of the race and, you know, how muddy the track is. So, yeah, you do get pelted in the face with mud. That's fun. Especially when you get a faster car that, you know, in a, in a really tacky track, it it feels like a machine gun to the face. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. like it just pops your head back in the seat. But it, you learn to not get right behind certain people <laughs> oh, in corners. Like if I get low, I'm not going to get pelted with mud. But if I'm a little to the right and high of this guy in front of me, he's going to pelt me just so much mud in my face. But anyway. We will uh, continue talking about Michigan if you want to. Well, uh, <laughs> Chris Busher, back mm-hmm. to back wins for RFK Racing, Ford Racing. That's so cool. Um, I was talking about it last week and about how cool it is to watch him win, just because he's always so joyful about it. And man, same thing. Like, just super excited for for uh, Chris Busher. I'm not a huge uh, Chris Busher fan, but I enjoy watching him win. It's it's cool to see somebody new in there every week ready to win. Yeah. That's always fun. If you're a fan or not, as long as you don't hate the dude, you know. Um, it's cool to see somebody new challenging for wins. And Dale Jr. said something. He said Ford is back. Yeah. Are they? Uh, or, is, or is RFK doing good? So this is actually a really good segue uh, to my next topic, which is is RFK the new best four team in Cup Series? 
Well, they're the current best four team in Cup Series. Right. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to be like, like historically the best new one at ne- like now in the rest of the year because you know who knows when the chase starts, Penske could be right back up there or something. But I think right now the only reason Ford is back is because RFK has found their like they're hitting the stride. So this is super super important uh, for all the Ford teams. So like Roger Penske is going to be Roger Penske until the day he dies, right? Um, he owns uh, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, and Austin Cindric, like a staple in the NASCAR Cup Series Ford uh, garage, pretty much, right? So a lot of people have been asking me, I say that as if I'm a celebrity, really not. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking like maybe two people have, have asked me this. So many uh, people. They were texting uh, while I'm asleep. I have to wake up, answer them. Oh God, it's such a burden, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's like two people that's asked me the same question and they're like, why does it matter? Like, what does it matter that, you know, like a Chevy team is the top Chevy team. Don't they all get the same treatment? The answer is no. And no. I kind of explained this mm-hmm. a little bit a couple weeks ago uh, where like, look, let's take Ford for example. So you have team Pinsky who has been there dominated. Uh, I, I mean, won the championship in the NASCAR cup series last season with Joey Logano. Uh, you know, that's going to be your number one. Then you have people like Stuart Haas racing who Gene Haas is one of the most wealthiest people in NASCAR in motorsports in general. Uh, obviously Tony Stewart, you're going to put your name on that. If he's gonna put your name on on Ford, then you want to be there for him as well. Uh, then you have like you know uh, Jack Roush. So the the way that this works is that Ford. Let's say I'm the president of Ford. I will go to Roger or uh, Team Pinsky and I'll say, did I say Roger Pinsky earlier? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Um, I get him and Ganassi mixed up <laughs> all the time, and I don't know why. So if I'm the president of Ford when it comes to the, like, the racing side, I'm going to go to team Pinsky and I'm going to say, Hey guys, how are you? Oh yeah, it's, this is good. You know, if, if you need any sort of uh, research development resources, I got you no problem. Then I'm going to go to Stuart Haas racing. Who's not been as dominant. And I'm gonna go, Hey guys, how's everything going? Okay, cool. Awesome. I'm gonna go to, I don't know, Rick, Ware racing, you know, I'm gonna say, Hey guys, it's been a long day. Uh, how how how's things going? Okay, cool. I'm gonna go to RFK, who is not well up until the 2023 season has not been running very well at all. And I'm gonna say, what do you want, guys? What do you what do you want me to do? Okay, cool. Here you go. You know what I mean? So everybody, like, if you're the top Ford team in NASCAR, you're gonna get that. Hey, how are you guys? What can I do to help? Type of treatment. And then if you're and I feel like it's the same thing with uh, Legacy Motorsport or Motor Club, how they're I mean they're not performing very well at all. Well, uh, yeah, they're already out of their Chevy contract uh, next yeah. year, and it's already it's confirmed they're going to Toyota next year, so they're getting nothing from Chevy. Chevy has completely disowned those guys. They're just running nameplate now. Yes, exactly, and and I think that's the exact reason why they did switch over to Toyota, uh, just because. You know, Chevy's like, guys, you're not performing. We don't need to waste our time with you guys. But, I mean, well, I guess we'll be here if you need any sort of moral support. And Jimmy Johnson probably got a little bit tired of, you know, that treatment. So yeah. he said, From a brand that's backed him up for so long. Right. And now they're kind of turning their back on him a little bit. I mean, yeah, I'd be upset too. 
yeah, so that's that's the reason why this is such a big conversation right now with uh, you know, RFK versus Team Pinsky. Like, okay, who's going to be the number one four team? Because I mean, after so far this 2023 season, if I'm the president of Ford, I'm still Team Pinsky is always going to be my number one. But RFK is coming up before I'm going to go visit them before I'm going to go visit Stuart Haas Racing. I think right now, at at this point, Ford has a 1A and 1B. Oh, for sure. Like they're, they, they got a shiny new toy with Roush Fenway Kozlowski. They got this shiny, I mean shiny. They got some chrome numbers going. This is a shiny yeah. new toy, right? And they've won two in a row, and Kozlowski is not far behind from winning. I mean, both of them were in the top five this week. Yeah. And I just, I, yeah, and there's some good sponsors behind that team. I had just as good as, just as good as Penske yeah. as far as sponsorships go. I mean, yeah, I feel like your shiny new toy is going to get more, more attention than anything else at the moment. But you like, you still like, it's like the like like when I was a kid and you get the Hasbro's. You still like that Hulk Hogan Hasbro. You still like your Macho Man Hasbro. But hey, they just came out with the Undertaker. Right. I'm gonna put the Undertaker in the ring with these guys. You know, this the Undertaker is a shiny brand new toy. This Hogan toy, he's got some he's got some scratches on him, but he's still one of my favorites. But they're going to be in the same ring. Yes. That's 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 what's going on right now with RFK and Penske. With For sure. That's exactly what's going on. And then off to the side, you got the Rockers set, and that's Stuart Haas Racing. I don't usually play with those too much, yeah. but you know they're they're there if I need a good tag team. <laughs> yeah, and then you have the uh, the new Roman Reigns Ultimate Edition with, with two belts, and then you're like, oh my god, how I went I- really old school, but that's cool. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Brakoslowski, I want to give him an award, <laughs> a personal award. I think. <laughs> I think Brad Kozlowski is the, the he is so terrible at taking pictures. <laughs> dude looks <laughs> dude looks horrible in every single picture he's ever taken in his life. Give me a good picture of Brad Kozlowski and I'll call you a liar. Um <laughs> Brad Kozlowski kind of looks like a NASCAR driver that gets in a lot of wrecks. Um <laughs> did you uh did you see the tweet from uh, AJ Allmendinger? Because uh, it wasn't it AJ. I think uh, that I think it was AJ that he was on uh, Baby Watch. Oh uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think it was. And, AJ. He said he was on he was on, on Baby Watch, and the race got postponed to Monday. And he was like, "Well, I would have the phone in my car with me so I can check on uh, check on her and get updates and stuff like that." But thanks to Brad Keselowski, I can't have that. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Brad Daytona. just like my bad. <laughs> yeah, Daytona 2012. That was because uh, he was, was live cool. tweeting the big jet jet fire at Why the end of the straightaway. <laughs> oh, that was still hands down the funniest moment in NASCAR history. Juan Pablo Montoya taking out a jet dryer. Oh, uh, that's never never been done before. Never <laughs> will be done again. Probably. Yeah. I God, there's so many funny things I could. I could say about that. Brad uh, tweeting it though was the was uh, icing on the cake. 
I, you know, I used to absolutely despise Brad Kozlowski, and now he is one of my absolute favorites. Uh, just because I've noticed a lot of cool things about Brad is that when he's talking to uh, TV reporters or podcasts or whatever, he always, in every single interview, he always says the person's name. Mm. You know, have you ever noticed that? I have not, but I, I believe you. Yeah, I mean, he's like, oh, man, Jamie, you're totally right. That was so... And, like, he'll always sneak it yeah. in. And I've noticed that ever since 2012. Um, I didn't like him at first because he took over that uh, two car. And oh, yeah. I'm I'm very, very... I don't like who's in the two car now. The two car is really special to me because that was always my favorite driver. And, and then Kurt Busch got a hold of it. And it was like, okay, I mean... Kurt, Kurt was cool. Kurt was cool in the two car. I didn't mind Kurt, <laughs> Kurt in the two car. Yeah. But then Brad got it. I'm like, oh, Brad Kozlowski. The only cool thing he did was, I mean, yeah, I know he won a championship in it, but the only cool thing to me that he did was he drove some really cool Rusty Wallace throwbacks. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. He yeah. had some pretty stellar uh, Miller High Life paint schemes. Yeah, the the – the Miller Genuine Draft paint scheme that he ran at Darlington one year that was from 1990. That was more of a more of a muted gold yeah. and black with a red line on it instead of the bright yellow gold that Rusty run 91, 92, 93, and 94. I think 95 also. He yeah. in 90 in 1990 he was in the 27 car and he ran a different color gold on that Miller. And that is probably my favorite paint scheme is seeing the two on that paint job instead of 27 on a newer generation race car. Just I, and it was in one of the NASCAR games. I forget which one it was, but I could download it in one of the NASCAR games. And thanks to, thanks to the age verification thing, you can actually run like beer sponsors on your NASCAR game now, which yeah. we could not do that when we were kids. Oh, no. Rusty's cars. It said Rusty. Rusty Dale, yeah. Yeah, Dale, <laughs> yeah. Dale Jr. You know, just Sterling, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And even the little cars that we get in the in the uh, in Walmart, Rusty has always said Pontiac Excitement or um, Ford Performance. Yeah, downside, it never said Miller, but it would. It did first, and then some parent somewhere got mad, and they never released a Miller car again in Walmart. You know, but but still. Like all the Dale Jr. cars, they all said DEI. They all had that DEI logo or that Dale Earnhardt logo on it or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it was just like that in video games. But now, thanks to age verification, you can actually play all that stuff the way it's meant to be played. So it's really cool. Yeah. Anyway, one, that has nothing to do with anything, but still. <laughs> one cool thing about uh, Brad Kozlowski is that he's solidly in the playoffs. And one thing about Michigan is that it tightened this playoff bubble everyone's been talking about uh the playoff bubble is pretty much the people that are you know two two positions ahead of the of the cutoff so uh nascar cup series playoffs is, takes the top 16 in points and everybody else does not race for a championship they're still out there racing for wins but they are not raised for a championship uh right now who would have thought ty gibbs is three to the good of the playoffs. I was really hoping he would pull out a top five for me this weekend. That's the first time I've ever picked Ty Gibbs in a fantasy yeah. cup. And I was really hoping he pull out a top five because something told me Toyota was going to be the one that won this race. 
Yeah. And I mean, they were close. They finished second and third, but you know, yeah, a lot of heavy hitters had, had problems. A lot of heavy hitters. One of them being the nine of Chase Elliott, who now finds himself in an absolute must win situation for the next two weeks. Uh, this week at Indy, next week at Watkins Glen, and then he has one final chance at Daytona. Um, I'm telling you, dude, it ain't gonna happen. He's well, he definitely shot him in the uh, shot himself in the foot about uh getting in on points. He is not, that is not gonna happen. Uh, Bowman might still, he's like 40 out, he might still do it. He's got a shot at it anyway. Yeah, Bowman right now is setting in 20th in the points, 44 behind. It's real, I don't know. It's it could definitely, he's got a shot, he's got a shot at it anyway. He's got a, I mean, obviously, if any of these guys win. I mean, they're in, but like if he strings off a couple of good top fives and any one of those people in front of him have issues, that's, that's that point deficit right there. That pretty much is that entire point deficit. Like if Gibbs has an issue and finishes in a like 35th, 36th and Bowman finishes second, he's there. Oh, perfect. Yeah. That's absolutely right. And and road courses are coming up. So he's got a shot. It's a, it's a realistic chance it's not like a definite oh yeah he can definitely make it in no no it's not but he's got a realistic like he's capable of doing it at least yeah i don't chase us i don't personally think he's going to win because i mean, I just don't know he's not the king of the road courses anymore he's i don't know he's not <laughs> he's Mm-mm. really we got all- two road courses in daytona which is a complete crapshoot but let me say, I will still stand by my word. Chase Elliott will win one of the next three races, and he will win himself a spot in the playoffs. Somehow, some way, miraculously, he will make it to the playoffs somehow. <laughs> Which is simply just by winning, because he cannot he cannot get in on points. It's too uh, far for that. He yeah. can't do it. Um, before we move on, uh, what do you think... Uh, what did you think about the race? I thought the end of this race was excellent. Um, unreal. I loved it, dude. I loved it. I, uh, it was such a good, um, it, w- it was so interesting seeing what they were doing to kind of mess with each other's lines a little bit. Truex had the faster car. He was running them down, but as soon as he tried to pass them and he was trying to hold underneath them at one point, he, uh, Busher knew exactly what to do to get him loose. Yeah. And he got him loose. You could see the fire coming out the side of the car when he was letting off the gas. And you know, Truex didn't want to do that. And it took him the rest of the time to run him back down. And he had a shot at it right there at the end of it, but just wasn't quite there. But it was a really cool, like, uh, cat and mouse game for the last 15, 20 laps. Uh, you yeah. know, them two working off of each other like that. It was just, it was really interesting. I really thought. Uh, Chris Busher was a setting duck. I did not think he had anything for Truex. He was way too fast. Uh, but he, I mean, he just did it perfectly. Like he took away the line wherever Truex. Like, and what's funny about being that that first car being chased down by second place, you have to pretty much guess, and you have to rely on your spotter. Your spotter will be up on the roof, and he'll tell you, okay, well, in th- you know, one and two, he's taking the high side. Three and four, he's taking the low side, and you just have to guess that's where he's going. Because if you can get in front of him, that takes the 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 air away. He has no clean air. He's going to get so loose because of the wake. We saw that being a 
a really big issue for I forgot who it was. Was it uh, McDow- McDowell or someone had a death wobble? And <laughs> man, it was just that that air, the dirty air is unreal. Oh, and Christopher Buescher just did a fantastic job. A lot of them just straight up wrecked from it. Like, yeah, I mean, like Kyle Busch, one of the best ones out there. He got under, underneath Blaney. And I know initially he was like, man, Blaine just cut me off. I was like, well, <sighs> no, you two kind of, yeah. you two kind of went to the same spot, but nobody was like pushing up into, in, into anybody or cutting anybody off. And later on, I think when you saw the replay, he backed off of that statement. Yeah. But I, <laughs> yeah, like right off, right off the bat, he was like, he got cut off. You know, yeah. Cobbush was determined he got cut off. But once he got the interview, he was like, yeah, I I probably come up the track a little bit on him. He come down on me a little bit. We just it's just a, an air thing. That was pretty much what it was. He his nose pushed and Blaney was coming down the track, and then next thing you know, the air completely turned Cobbush around, and that happened to so many people. It, you know that I thought that was what was the most entertaining and fun thing about this race is because th- this is the NASCAR Cup Series. This is the the elite of the elite of auto uh, auto racing right uh it it has to be hard for these drivers to to race these cars to win these races it has to be difficult and that's what i thought like that's what i got out of this michigan race it was really interesting because for the first time in a long long time drivers were completely busting their butts mm-hmm. like you know they i mean they were <laughs> death wobbling and they were backing it into the fence these are the most elite drivers making very very rookie mistakes but that's just it shows how difficult it is to race these cars um let's uh take a break real quick and when we come back we'll uh keep going we'll talk a little bit more about the uh about the race that just happened what's coming up this weekend um you got a couple more things you want to do also as far as uh, the rest of the show goes. So let's uh, take a real quick break. And uh, before we go, I want to uh, talk about skinnymixers.com. Go check them out. You can find syrups and drink mixes of all different kinds, all different flavors for alcoholic, non-alcoholic, and coffees, just whatever type of flavored beverage you like. You're going to find something at skinnymixers.com. You're going to have sugar-free versions, low-sugar versions, skinny. That's the whole point of it, right? Uh, Keto versions of things with MCT oils, just all sorts of different products for what you might need and your dietary needs and to, you know, spice up things and add a little bit of flavor to your life there. Um, If you use code MARBLES at checkout, you will get 10% off your first order. So check, check them out. You will find something you like, I promise. SkinnyMixes.com. Use code MARBLES at checkout for 10% off. The following announcement has been paid for by the Pulling Up a Chair podcast. Tim here, host of the Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shop podcast. If you're a fan of wrestling figures and the artists that take them to the next level, then I've got a favor to ask of you. Come check out my podcast, Pulling Up a Chair. Each episode, I sit down and talk to figure customizers, figure photographers, set builders, figure collectors, podcasters, and even pro wrestlers. Just search out Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you'll join me next time right here on Pulling Up a Chair. 
So how do you make a commercial about something so random? I don't know. You make it pretty random. That's right. So if you enjoy lots of random stuff like food or top fives. Random facts. Dirty facts. I try to keep them clean. She tries. Uh, But come listen to Tales from the Estate. We have lots of fun. We try to drop shows every week. Try. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. The kids are the kids are a bear. They are. Uh, but yeah, come listen. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Hi, I'm AJ. I'm Tyler. And I'm Ryan. And we're Three Brews Podcast. We're a show where us three brothers sit down to talk about brews and everything else. Check out our website, threebrewpodcast.com, and follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Do you want to do this, and then you want to go into the Fantasy Cup and the yeah, Cup of Indy? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's see. Go for it. All right, so we haven't had uh, a Who Am I in quite a while, so I thought it would be cool to go ahead and do it. Um, I realize why I stopped doing it is because it's really hard to get accurate stats, so I had to kind of... These stats could be... Well, I know that they're all it, true. It but. would also be easier because everybody can have all these weird stats, right? Yeah. He's generic. He's got this many top fives here. He has this many wins here. He's he's finished this many times on this point standings here. It's like, okay. But if there's a really like specific thing... Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't know. If there's, like, something that's real specific that maybe only him and a couple other drivers have ever done, that would be a neat stat to throw out there. Well, yeah, but, but, and I could do that with this driver, but you would know exactly who I'm talking about <laughs> immediately. Well, yeah, I want to win. Yeah, so, well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you if you really think about it, I think you could probably get this one. So, clue number one, I have raced at Indianapolis, Indianapolis Motor Speedway in both the Roval and the Oval. Okay. Well, the, the Oval <laughs> was gone. I think 17 was the last year the Oval ran. Uh, 20. 20? Uh, 2020. They ran the Indianapolis Oval all the way to 2020? Yeah. Because this is the third year of the road course. I did. I thought they well, quit running Indy. Well, with, with COVID, I don't know if they went out there. Maybe 2019. They they probably, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think 19 was the last year of Indy. Yeah. And then <laughs> 21, uh, 22, and 23 are going to be the last years of the road course, hopefully. Yeah, pick all. <clears throat> um, all right, so immediately you're taking off all of the rookies that are currently racing, or anybody that's racing the last three years. That's yes. coming the last three years. Okay. Uh, clue number two: I have a win at Indy. I'm not specifying which version, whether the oval or the roval, uh, but he does have a win at Indy. Third clue: I currently race in the NASCAR Cup Series. Fourth uh, clue is the highest Cup Series points I have finished was 13th. That's AJ. Oh, gosh, David, you didn't even let me get out the second one, the, the last one, bro. That was spot on. Heck yeah. Uh, yeah, it's AJ Allmendinger. It's got to be. Which is a great segue to our <laughs> Fantasy <laughs> Cup Series. Uh, so let me pull that up really fast. I <laughs> Oh, I was too fast for you. I'm sorry. Let yeah. Me, uh... 
that was we think about it some huh? like paul menard he's got to win it no he doesn't race on the new version that's right um uh, let's see who else uh i can't even think who else what, won it. What gave it's it the away? only the the 13th points place finish i think really yeah i think that's that that cinched it because when i heard that he raced on both of them i know aj almendinger is not new by any means he's been racing for a while in cup, just off and on. 2008, <clears throat> I believe. Yeah. And he made the chase. He didn't make the chase off of that Indy, but I, because I don't think he was full time when he wanted Indy, but I know that he has done decent enough in the cup standings for something like that. Like he was okay. He's like, he's like, that's what he is. He's about a 12th or 13th place driver. Yeah. That's what he is. So it made sense that, okay, well, if, if it is A.J. Allmendinger and he has a win at Indy, you gave it away a little bit by saying that he you're not specifying which which track he won at, whether it was road course or oval. Because if you just would have said Indy altogether, I would have known. But since you didn't specify, you said you specifically told me it could be either. I was like, well, that means it's road course. <laughs> oh, look at you, Mr. Smarty Pants. <laughs> that's awesome um no so it was a really cool interesting race uh for our uh in the marbles fantasy cup series uh participants for sure we for the f- i think the first time of the season yeah uh <clears throat> let's see we were tied for the first little bit yeah like for the first six races yeah. or something as a for the first time yeah it's the first time since the end of that tie anyway yeah we have a definitive point point leader and it isn't uh justin yeah justin take a back seat pal <laughs> I, matt is large and in charge he has three wins he is setting on top of the point standings right now but don't get too comfortable justin he has made his way like he he wants this championship like he is he's made it very very apparent that that's all that's on his mind he is only Three points behind Matt. Matt has no wiggle room at all. Yeah. One death wobble and he's he's done. It's you know it's uh don't isn't it a three point gap between first and second? Yes. Yeah. So it's a first place finish to a second place finish to so tie it back up. Yeah. It's uh, dude, actually, I am, yeah, actually Justin will be back out ahead because he's got more wins. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's close. I have a feeling this is not over yet. Justin is not going to, uh, uh, he's not going to claim defeat yet. That's for sure. Uh, so Justin's in second place uh, with uh, behind three points. Uh, Drew is setting third. And man, we got to talk about it. <laughs> we got to talk about it. Nicole is not only in the top five, she's setting fourth in the points. She is ahead of you. She's ahead of me. She's ahead of what? Uh, Most everybody. Yeah. Other people. Like this was now. I'm so just dumbfounded because the whole season we were like, oh, Nicole, she's going to get that win. She's going to get a win. And boy, has she. She has turned everything around. And that's what I love about this whole uh, you know system that we have. She went from literally 15th 16th area all the way to the top five knocking down doors she is only 125 points behind the point standings leader nicole is in this just like jessica 
She's set in top five. And let me tell you something. <sighs> okay. So we got to get our stuff together, pal. I, I only lost three points to the leader. Okay. Well, I got to get my stuff together. <laughs> because I was literally like three spots behind the leader this week. I was like, okay, I know I'm not going to be in the top five anymore. I didn't expect you to put me in seventh, but I, I know, like, I know I'm not going to be in the top five anymore. Like, I get that because Nicole did good and Jessica did good. A bunch of people that were really close to me right there, they yeah. finished like 10 spots ahead of me. Yeah. Or eight or eight or nine spots ahead of me. I understand I was not going to be in the top five anymore, but I yeah. don't, I wasn't looking at that as much as I was the leaders. Like, I only lost three points to the leader because the leader picked Kevin Harvick. So, at the leader being at that point, Justin. Yeah. Um, I was only like three spots behind Kevin Harvick. And my, my pick. So, like, it would have been better if Gibbs had actually finished where he was running initially, but he yeah. didn't. Um, I do have a question. So, I am tied for six, but you put me at seven. Yeah, because I'm going alphabetical. Okay, so you're not doing it like because we have the same amount of wins. You're not doing it most second place finishes. Oh no, no! I was just at that point. Okay. If you have the same wins and. It's just completely alphabetical. Okay. But if it comes down to the end of the season, we got to have tiebreakers. It ain't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. We will definitely. I never even thought about that, uh, to be honest with you. I, I knew that, like, if you're tied for the, you know, if you're tied for a position and you and one person has more wins than the other person, that person goes on top. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if I've, I don't know if I've been keep doing a good, good job doing that. Um, I know, like, I think last, no, was it last week? Justin and Matt were tied, and I put Justin on bottom, even though he had more wins. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that that's the only reason is because uh, alphabetical order. <laughs> I'm OCD, bud. Uh, I got you. Let me tell you something about this real fast. Jessica is my fiance, and I love her to death. Um, <laughs> she does not. She doesn't listen to the show. I know she's in there listening to me right now. She doesn't listen to the show. Every Sunday, I go in there because <laughs> she's always an app or whatever because she does work a lot, a lot of hours. I go in there. I say, hey, hey, the race is coming on. You want to go out there? And she says, oh, I'll go out there in a minute. Never comes out. <laughs> right? So uh, after, after the race uh, yesterday, which we we're recording on uh, Tuesday, she comes, she's, you know, I'm at the kitchen table and I'm working on the, the point standings and stuff. And I have my notebook out, my computer and calculator, everything going all at once. She says, Hey, uh, how, how, how did I do today? And I said, well, you finished fourth. So you're going to be doing pretty well. She's like, Oh, where, where am I? Where am I at in the standings? And I'm like, well, I haven't got there yet, but you can wait just like everybody else and just watch the, the Facebook group. So she comes and, you know, I post it, whatever. And I say, Hey, go take a look at it so she's like oh man I'm, I'm top five and you know she's all happy about it which i'm like hey yeah that's awesome she says well you're not doing too well <laughs> said, oh 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 thank you <laughs> i didn't notice it's not like i've been ripping my own hair out for the last <laughs> like the whole season no i thank you for telling me that you know what she says she says well, you know what you need to do you need to be more consistent <laughs> And I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> what did you say? So she gave me like a five five minute lecture about how if I could just be a little bit more consistent, I could gather a little bit more points. Um, so 
that's exactly what I'm doing with our uh, with my pick this weekend. Uh, but yeah, I thought I was so no, funny. it's not. <laughs> You're copying Nicole. Oh, Don't I even. Oh, yeah, you be yes. Nicole's already come to me. She's like, I'm gonna be mad. People are gonna be stealing my pick this week. Oh, yeah. Everybody saw what I did last time. <laughs> this dude raced. And everybody's going to be jumping in on this guy here. We're going to have six or seven picks for this dude. Oh, I'm not going to pick him out of just spite. Yeah. You better believe it. That's exactly who I'm picking. Um, and the reason I'm picking S, uh, what's it? S, S, Just call him S, V, G. Shane, man. Yeah, it's fine. Come on. S, V, G. So I don't think he's going to win the race, but I think he's going to top, finish top five. And right now, I'm going to take my fiance's advice, and I'm going to go for more consistency. Uh, if he wins, awesome. If he doesn't, hey, at least it'll be a good point standings along with everybody else who's going to pick him. So, yes, Nicole, I am 100% still in your thunder. I am jumping on your bandwagon. I will 100% be picking the exact same person you are. Um that was the top five. Obviously, John, uh, we can't gloss over that, wins his second race of the season. Uh, he moves up to sixth, tied with you uh, for six at yeah, two look wins. At the, uh, look at the points in between fourth and me, seventh. Yeah. Look at the points gap. What is that, like five, four points, something like that? Uh, so Nicole setting at uh, uh, minus 125 points, and you and John are both setting at a minus 132. Okay, so, so like eight, yeah, so, yeah, something <laughs> without you, without me paying attention to what you said. Um, it's a small gap; it's within 10 points for these like yeah. three or four spots, for these four spots here, right? So it's tight. That's a real, real tight battle right there. And Drew's kind of by himself a little bit. He needs a double points win. That's what he needs. We got one coming up in three weeks. Yeah. yeah. Three more races or two more races. And then it's the Daytona race, but man, yeah, it's, it's coming down to the wire. And I guess, uh, here pretty soon, once we start getting to the chase with 10 races ago, we need to start looking to seeing who's eliminated from the championship. Yeah, we can, definitely... even though, I mean, we'll still race, obviously we'll still play. We're right. still playing for prizes and we're, we're playing for bragging rights on different positions that we can get. Right. But here pretty soon we're going to be looking at me like, okay, well, this person's mathematically eliminated from winning yep. this person's mathematically. And we're going to do that all the way down. And we're going to see what, what everybody has to get, you know, on the last uh, race. Yeah, well, you didn't tell me any of this when I, when I elected to be the, the, the well, point everybody, you know, NASCAR yeah. does that. Yeah, but God, I'm dyslexic, bro. No, <laughs> uh, no I want to. I don't want to gloss over uh, John. Uh, won the uh, Cole Custer Elite diecast from mm -hmm. Kentucky from 2020. Also won that uh, NASCAR Authentics to match it. So I actually hand delivered that to him, well, to his wife. And uh, like just a couple hours after, actually after I got the points done and I posted it everywhere, uh, I went. He lives about thirty minutes down the road, so I went and visited him and, and his family. And uh, congratulations to John for getting his second win. That's the second contest he's won. Remember, he won the uh, Dale Dale Earnhardt Funko. Oh yeah, and then yeah, yeah I remember that. that. That was uh, that was back before we were doing the fancy cup stuff. Yes, uh, that was and, just well, retweet and we'll pick somebody. Yeah. 
And that was <laughs> it's, it's super sad for me to say this, but it took me about four months to get that to him. <laughs> that was a Funko Pop. Uh, but anyways, so John and you are both tied for sixth. We have RJ setting in eighth. Josh is ninth. Billy is tenth. I am not even in the top ten. I am setting in eleventh, and I I clearly need more consistency. Uh, Rock is right behind me on my tail by one point. Uh, Rock is twelfth. Tim is 13th. Caitlin, I say it every week. I feel you, girl. Uh, 14th. Hey, she did good this week. She did exceptional. Uh, she's not in 15th anymore. She is in 14th. Proud of you. Joe is 15th. Jody, 16th. And what do you know? We have a new in the Marvels Fantasy Cup participant, Ryan. He is last. He's going to stay last. Uh, he is minus 840 points. So he is, <laughs> if he wins every race. So I didn't, I didn't include the two double point race. So if we took that away, so every race win is 50 points. He is going to come up 600 points. He is not winning this championship. He has right, to- so we have our first one. It's mathematically eliminated. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> Ryan would legitimately have to win every single race from here on out. Uh, and I still don't think that, even with the double points, I still don't think he would have no. enough. No, what this is now, uh, with somebody, if somebody comes in this late, what this is, he's prize racing, trophy yes. hunting, trophy that's what they call it, yep. uh, which is perfectly fine. Um, you know, we are, we're still giving away prizes all year long, so yeah. it's, it's whatever. Um, Trophy hunting and also uh, doing some practice for next year, you know, like because we got a limit on him right now because he came through halfway through the season. It's, season, it's not really fair for him to be allowed three picks per um, per driver right. when he only has thirteen races total. Um, even like even at two, it's probably pushing it, but we're not going to take that much away from him. So two picks per driver is what 13 races left now, right? Something yes. like that. So literally seven drivers, he can choose the top seven drivers and he can be in the hunt for a trophy, not a, literally a trophy, but you know, a prize every yes. single week, it's, you know? So that's cool yeah. for him. And it's good practice to kind of get the idea of what you got to do next year to really manage a 30, 30, what, what was it? 38 race 30, season. 36. 36 race season. Yeah. Uh, now counting the clash and the, uh, you know, if you count the clash and the all stars, 38. But yeah, it's a good, it's a good way to manage your picks and get ready for next season with it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that was another thing I wanted to bring up too. Uh, I spoke to Ryan. I have, you know, good. He's a great dude. He's really excited. Uh, I guess it just didn't dawn on him, or I guess he didn't think it was an option for him to join our fantasy cup. But he's really, really excited. Uh, I have him on. Uh, we have we've exchanged phone numbers. Uh, we actually met each other on Twitter, or I'm sorry, we met each other on X. And when my appendix ruptured back in April, uh, he was one of the few people that consistently texted me literally every single day make sure i was doing okay you know all this stuff uh i think if i'm not mistaken i could be this could be a true story i'm making up i think he's oklahoma so he's right over here in my neck of the woods hmm. um i could have completely made that up he probably lives in like new jersey or something <laughs> um but he i've had him on snapchat like we talk 
quite often and just never came up. And then uh, last night we were talking to you. was like, I kind of want to do that. And I'm like, well, let's do it. Uh, so then that's when I immediately texted you because I didn't even think about the fan, the, the giveaways. Um, so yeah, we, I, Soda and I are trying really, really hard to keep this as clear, as transparent, as fair, and, you know, as possible for everyone involved. And, and I explained that to him that next season, if he decides to come back, uh, for next seasons in the Marvel fantasy cup series, he will have that three driver, you know, pick limit like everybody else. But since it's so far into the season, he's not going to have that option. He completely understands that he's okay with that. And he also told me that this was going to be like a test run, whether or not he wanted to, to come back in 2024 and do our uh, fantasy cup. And mm-hmm. he said, you know what? Screw it. Go ahead and write my name down. <laughs> so it is official. I, I believe we have Jody, the Canadian already declared his entry for next season. Now we have Ryan. Of course, Soda and I are also involved yeah. with that. So we're already and up to it, four people. I'm I'm willing to bet because of hearing people have so much fun with it. Um, I'm willing to bet there's probably several more people that are definitely coming back for next yes. season. Um, there now without speaking for them, but yeah. Yeah, there's a couple people that I don't actually think will be coming uh back. I think Josh, I think his uh and it's nothing against what we've been doing. It's just that I think his fandom of NASCAR is dwindling because he's a massive Kevin Harvick fan. That's not going to be an option. Yeah. He will be in the booth, but not as a driver. His I think go to his backup driver was Noah Gregson. No, <laughs> no light at the end of that tunnel here recently. Man, so I think Josh might. Rough. But Josh is also massively into basketball. Uh, I, I don't know, LA Lakers or some, something like that. He's going to crucify me when, when he hears that because i don't think it's the lakers uh but he's really into other sports so i would love for him to come back i'd love for everybody to come back and, and you know return but uh if you do want to join the 2024 in the marbles fantasy cup series uh get a hold of us get a hold of me on all platforms social media soda the the show pages uh let us know that you want in on 2024 so i can go ahead and start making up the the papers and and figuring all that stuff out so uh the sooner the better obviously you don't have to let us know until you do i guess so it's a long off season <laughs> yeah um good to know before daytona <laughs> yeah, yeah please please <clears throat> chances know. are we're gonna have something fun for the clash for sure so you know it's it's good to know before that um yeah next year during the off season we'll come up with because you don't know you don't ever know the circumstances of what things are going to happen. Right. And that it's, it's just like real life. Every rule out there is a reaction to something that you weren't expecting. Right. I mean, that's, that's, that's what it is. Every rule out there, you can't ride the wall anymore. Martinsville or any other track. (laughs) Why is that a rule? Because somebody did that and it actually worked. Nobody was expecting it to work. So now that's a rule. You're not allowed to do that. So, Somebody coming in halfway through the season, we're going to start, we're going to talk it out over the off season and come up with a solid rule of yeah. how many picks, like what's the cutoff date. Yeah. This many picks and what's the cutoff date to this many picks. It might, it might go down to three to two to one, depending on the dates. For sure. When yeah. Somebody jumps in, but at the same time, I don't want to like discourage anybody from coming in. Maybe they'll, 
maybe if they only run the, you know, if they, if they only have like a small portion of the end of the season, they deserve to have two picks instead of just one pick per driver. So they can, you know, have fun with it and think if they're going to come back the next year, because like we talk about trophy hunting. Yeah. I saw Donnie Allison, David Pearson, a, a bunch of those people back in the day. That's what they did. Yeah. Call it racing. Yeah. It just, that's, that's the kind of stuff they did. Like AJ Allmendinger, when he came to Indy, he wasn't trying to win a championship when he won. He, he was trying to win the race. You know, you know, I, and I haven't spoke to these people and they have not shown any sort of interest and, and that's okay. Uh, but I have a feeling we're going to, we're going to have a few more people come in next season. And I think, you know, um, I think it's going to be the boil anger boys. <laughs> I think, I know Ryan, he has, he's super into NHRA or, uh, and what is it? NHRA. I think that's what it said. Um, uh, I know he's really like he's a straight liner. Yeah, he, but, he goes on a straight line. Yeah. But he's I'll tell you, he's been he's been messaging me saying, Man, I don't know. I'm getting a little bit more more a little bit more interested. Yeah. Obviously, uh Tyler, he's obviously a good friend. I think I don't I don't know. I can really see them jumping over. It's it's cool to when I, I posted something on Twitter um last week about hearing people through through the show maybe just listeners maybe just uh maybe it's other podcast hosts um we've heard it more than once that the reason why they're like because of listening to us they're actually starting to get into it and that's fun that's so much fun i hope i thought this show was a lot of fun i thought the whole first hour of this show was just that was we're laughing. We're cutting up. We're talking about all sorts of racing stuff, not just Michigan and NASCAR. Yeah. But all these little interesting details that happened at Michigan. And I mean, goodness gracious, the chaos that's going to happen at Indy this week. That's why I don't think SVG is going to be a good pick for a win because this is not the road course at, at, at Chicago. This is not a street course. You know, this is everybody's been here before. <laughs> this is going to be flat out um dive bombing everybody into turn one at indy you know what happened a couple years ago the dang like <laughs> curbing was ripping up on the back straightaway sending people like airborne into the wall and jump i mean this this is this is a wild card this is yeah. as much a wild card as daytona and Talladega are. i mean it really is it's way more a wild card this week than it is going to be at watkins glen because i always felt like watkins glen was more of a super speedway uh road course yeah you know, like you, you have your sharp corners and everything, and you have your inner loop there. They used they, they call it the bus stop once in a while, but there's not a whole lot of chaos that happens at Watkins Glen unless you just happen to have one of those crazy wrecks that take place between the guardrails and shoot cars back across the racetrack. Right. But this race, this is the chaos race. This is like the Charlotte Roval. This is going to be a chaos race for sure oh yeah i think so i think the the difference is like watkins Glen and sonoma the, the cup guys they've been going there for mm-hmm. years they know the layout they know ever the since break- i was a kid that those two tracks have been on schedule for sure like i mean they know the breaking zones they know what to do uh they know what not to do so i think uh svg is going to have a lot more and it's not just F- svg i think there's two others so i think uh Trackhouse has a third car. Uh, oh gosh! Oh, 
Yeah, yeah, the fifteen car. I I, I forgot his name. Uh, uh, button. Button. Yeah, I think that's it. I, he's back, but I know it's Track House. Uh, one is a third car for RCR, and then what's uh twenty three eleven. So all three of those cars have a third entry, and they're all from the same uh, discipline in Australia, wherever it is, supercar, V8, whatever it's called. Uh, They're all coming over. So I don't – I think Indy, if SVG was going to win, he's going to win at Indy maybe. But even like we have two years of practice on that. So I think like your AJ Omdingers are going to be strong. Your Chase Briscoes, your Diddy Hamlins, you know, that's going to be really, really strong. Watkins Glenn, I, I don't think, and I don't think SVG is in that race, but SVG is going to have a, his hands full when he goes full time next year, uh, next season, if he does. I, I bet Watkins Glenn would be more up his alley. Oh, I, you I think feel, so? I feel like he would do better next year at Watkins Glenn than he would do Indy. But they, hopefully they won't race at Indy. But yeah. I feel like Watkins Glen because, I mean, it's it's what he does. You know, the supercar stuff, It is this is the kind of stuff he does. That's interesting. But I, I don't know. Something about Watkins Glen, I'm, I'm that group of guys out there in Australia that run these supercars, they are just as wild, if not wilder, than NASCAR when it comes to road course racing. That they is true. They really are. And I think because of that, he can adapt to it very well. But I feel like jumping on a track that nobody has ever jumped on with this being your thing. Right. You know, nobody's ever run a street race, let alone this particular track in Chicago. And this is his thing. And rain and everything. This is his thing. This is what he does. Yeah. And the cars are not that different. It's just it's backwards from what he's used to. But the cars are pretty much the same kind of car yeah. as they are over there. So pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. That, and it's a lot closer the last two years. So I think that was a recipe for him. Just that was a recipe for him to win. That straight up was, and they were very, very smart to put him in that race. This is a different animal because these guys do know this track. Yeah. They, they have been here before the chaos is going to be above and beyond what it was at the Chicago street course, because there are way more opportunities to cause chaos on this track than there were right. at the street course. And we'll see, we'll see what happens. It's, it'll be really, really exciting. I'm, I am looking at all of track house being good. Cause if you remember Ross Chastain, he almost won that race. Yep. Um, they were talking about uh, that, that runoff area that cut off part of the racetrack. In pre-race, they were talking about that, and they said, well, if you have to use it, use it. And Chastain said, well, I'm not wrecking my car, so he went through it and used it, and they black flagged him for it. Yeah. Like, well, you said we could use it. You know, he was confused with what was going on. But he almost won that race. Reddick's really good on these road courses. He's the new king of the road courses yeah. right now. Reddick is. Chase Elliott, who knows? He could find something somewhere yeah. and do something. I mean, you never know. Uh, Hamlin and Larson, they're going to be good again. AJ Allmendinger is probably going to be good again. Um, yeah. Uh, Justin Haley. Yeah. He's, of course. he's a sleeper. He's a serious sleeper. And it would be interesting to see how he does in practice and whether or not somebody would be bold enough to save a really good pick for the playoffs yeah. and pick Justin Haley this race. 
Yeah, absolutely. I know we're running hard, uh, running long on time. Oh yeah, so. we are. We we need to we need to wrap it up. But <laughs> I'm gonna finish. A, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna finish the fantasy cup really fast with saying this. Uh, if you are listening, if you want, or if you're at all interested in the fantasy cup, please get a hold of me or Soda. Uh, I will be more than happy to uh, run it down with you and kind of show you, you know, what we do on the. Uh, fantasy cup but really fast i do want to say this will be a prize race just like last weekend the winner uh will receive a raced win 2021 aj Allmendinger 124 scale elite indianapolis road course raced win die cast and the nascar authentic 164 scale of the exact same car to match it uh, of course if there are any uh more than one winner all the winner, all the winners names will be placed in a hat and a random name will be selected as the overall winner but i want to thank in the marble fantasy cup participant josh J for the donations um also, do not forget that on the Thursday post, scroll down where it says cannot pick list and do not pick any drivers that is next to your name. And that's that's all I got on that. All right. we uh, I, That is going to be a prize I definitely do want. I want to win that prize more than I do the Chase Briscoe one. Yeah, let's go. <clears throat> not going to lie. Chase I think that's going to be it. And that who you pick? Cole Custer? That's Cole Custer. I'm sorry. Yeah. Look, <laughs> I get the 41 and 14 mixed up so much because I don't care about either one of those two drivers. <laughs> well, uh, I'm being tell you, honest. <laughs> I will tell you, if if you are a Chase Briscoe fan, stay tuned. <laughs> All right. Um, let's go through the uh, podcast drafting partners real quick and we'll get out of here. Um, real quick, check out the Fully Puzzled Wrestling Figure Podcast and uh, Drunk Wrestling History. I think they might be going on hiatus pretty soon, but they're still pumping out new episodes right now. I'm so sad. Yeah, you know, timing. We, we know how that is. Oh, um, I get it. Yeah. Uh, doing the favor with Eric and Barry, and they're actually, you're, they're, we're about to start up their fan duel thing again. <gasps> Ooh, nice. And also, I hear that uh, Three Brews Podcast is going to start up a fan duel thing of their own, and I can't wait. I'm, I love that. I love the fantasy football stuff. You know what you should do? You should tell them you're not joining until they join our fantasies stuff. <laughs> Boom, trade off. I'll even do it with you. Yeah. Ours is free too. They're, yeah, I don't I don't know. Vandal stuff costs money. Oh, well, see, I can't do that because I'm broke, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh usually it's like two dollar or five dollar buy-ins or something okay. like that. And if you if you win, you win like fifty bucks. If you finish second, you get like thirty or 10 for third or something like that. So top three usually pay out. That's how, that's how doing the favor does it anyway. Um, let's see who else here. The positivity pro wrestling podcast. Check those guys out. They, they regularly put shows out, uh, maybe not every week, maybe once every other week or so, but they're, they are pretty regular with shows. Um, also howling with the wolf with Jason Wolf and check out his chop shop. I'm always, I'm always posting stuff on my personal, uh, Twitter account. Uh, I got four custom figures of his coming right now. I got probably two more. I'm going to purchase on Thursday. I just love his stuff. Love every bit of it. Uh, magic in the mouse is a Disney world podcast and, uh, they have a spinoff YouTube channel called anyone can cook where they cook Disney world recipes. Uh, that's a lot of, it's interesting. It's really, really interesting. If you're curious about any of that, that stuff. And I know I am definitely, uh, who do you got, Ethan? Man, I'm upset. 
Brian okay. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I say that all the time. I don't know why. <laughs> Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I haven't. It's it's missing. They're MIA. I don't know. Where I know. I've noticed that. I'm noticed very, that. very upset. I mean, they are so close to 500 episodes. If if you're going to do it, just do it out. You know, make the 500 episode the, the finale. Uh, man, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that podcast go. I love, 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 love the Power Hour. Uh, but go check out i mean should i say like the archives or like what's going on i don't know uh go check out uh, breaker bane's power hour uh also go listen to the archives if you know it's fake right saturday morning rumble wheel with brian breaker and daniel cross tb toy cast with uh brian breaker and jeff toon filling in for travis fowler for the time being i'm actually wearing their their shirt right now uh it's on sabbatical but go listen to no holds barred with bill Venus. Uh, Stolen Gimmicks Pro Wrestling Podcast with Joe and Jordan. Reffing it up with Brian Hebner. Uh, you heard the commercial earlier. Go tell, go check out Tales from the Estate with Drew and Caitlin with cameos from Rocco and Cole. One of my absolute favorite podcasts. Dropping a new episode tonight. I'm yep. so excited. <clears throat> It'll be up so, uh, before this one is. Yep, I'm excited to listen to that tomorrow at work. Try to get through my day a little bit more comfortably. Uh, just like Tales from the Estate, you also heard Pulling Up a Chair with our friend Tim at a Chair Shots commercial. Go check out that podcast. And what do you know? I did not realize that the new commercial for Three Brews podcast debuted last week's uh, episode. But <laughs> I, That's but, my bad. I didn't tell you. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's okay. We're going to plug it now. You heard their commercial earlier, just like Tales, just like Pulling Up a Chair. Go check out one of the fastest rising uh, podcasts, in my opinion, uh, at least on my personal level, you know, my personal playlist. I absolutely love Three Brews podcast with Ryan, Tyler, and AJ. Um, listen, I know we're running long, but this is, I, I kind of want to ignore the other two, but this is for AJ. You know, AJ, you're a good guy. You're probably the best person on that podcast. You know, I just, I feel like AJ just, doesn't get appreciated the way she should. So let me just let me just say this, AJ. You know, maybe maybe you should just look elsewhere, right? I mean, I feel like Tyler and, and Ryan are, are anchors. You are a beautiful, beautiful butterfly that needs to fly, fly, spread your wings. Maybe come to a podcast with two other guys that already are somewhat more established. I don't know, 69 episodes, you know, and you know what? Maybe those other guys, maybe that other podcast would treat you with the respect that you deserve. AJ, have you ever heard that? Probably not. Listen, we, we appreciate you. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love that podcast. Um, I love Rivenum. I have nothing but unbelievably good things to say about all three of them aj ryan uh tyler go check out three brews podcast and that's all i got i'll say this about three brews they um they they love talking about my southern accent kick their butts (laughs) they don't necessarily like make fun of me for it but they do like to rag me a little bit about my southern accent that's fine that's fine Rag them back pal Punch him in the face verbally. That's all right. That's all right. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> I can go all Matthew McConaughey. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I love that. The, the show's real fun. You know. Yeah. So we, we do really, have. Go ahead. You really left me hanging last week, pal. I listened to <laughs> our episode back like I do every single week, and you really left me hanging. We need to talk about that. About what? <laughs> 
you're you're doing a show with me, pal. If they attack me, like you have to kind of like you know <laughs> at least have my back because if they went after you, I'd be like, hey, I'd you know puff out my chest and flex my boobies and say, hey, hold up, I got with you privately. You seemed you were okay. <laughs> I made you? sure you were okay after the 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 busting you got last yeah. last week. The, the, yeah. The, with the ball busting you got last week, I made sure you were okay, and you said you, you were fine. So okay. yeah, <laughs> you did. You said he, he said this is exactly. I'm gonna read it uh, word for word. <laughs> this text message I got from Tony he said, "Hey bud, I know you're sensitive, and I've noticed. <laughs> I think what I said, and uh, you know, I just wanted to make sure that your feelings didn't get hurt. And I said, well, I do have, you know, I felt a little like I have a boo boo now, um, and my feelings were a little bit hurt." A little bit damaged, crinkled, I would say. Um, but I'm okay. But I think what hurt me the most is that you didn't have my back last week, man. <laughs> no, I think, I'm just kidding. I think you're paraphrasing. <laughs> a um, little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, it's been a fun show. It's been a fantastic show. Yeah, a little long, but I think it's a fun listen. Um, so thanks, everybody, for listening to this week's show. I hope you enjoyed it. Please uh, rate and review us on all the whatever what apple itunes whatever whatever you rate i don't even know what you rate and review us on can yeah. you can you do that on spotify I, I, don't I, know. I don't know i have no idea um but do that rate and review us share us around a little bit too see if you yeah. got any and ask our friends that might be interested in hearing some of this talk it'd be nice to get the word out um you can follow us on social media twitter and this or x x twitter i don't know twitter x instagram at emeralds pod you can also find us on facebook um Email the show at inthemarvelspot at gmail.com and um, ask any questions or comments or anything like that. You can also DM us yeah. on Facebook. Uh, we do have that uh, Fantasy Cup page for the participants, too. So if you want to get in on the Fantasy Cup, you will join the Fantasy Cup page on Facebook. Um, also go to watermaneuver.net. I actually have recently posted a link to it in a couple places, but we have a store there. Um, if you... Go to watermaneuver.net, click the top left corner, search by store, scroll down to In the Marbles, and you'll find our designs. It's a great way to support the show. Um, also, another good way to support the show is use code MARBLES at checkout at skinnymixes.com, and you'll get 10% off your first order. And I think that'll do it for episode uh, 69. And we haven't done this yet for this episode. We've kept it pretty clean. I'm proud of us. Yeah. Because I don't think other podcasts would do this. But... Episode 69. I feel like you have to say this after you say it at least oh, one time. Oh, what are you saying? Episode 69. Nice. Nice. <laughs> you have to say that one time, and now I'm done. We kept it relatively clean. My kids joke about 69. They don't even know what it means. They're they're 10 years old and 8 years old, and they laugh about 69. It's like, you don't know. You don't know what you're talking about, but it is funny. And they don't know. They just they just they know it's a funny number, but they don't know why it's a funny number. Like I knew it was a funny number when I was a kid because Billy Madison. Oh yeah. Yeah, they said that in the classroom and he laughed about it. And we were like, okay, it's a funny number, I guess. And all they do is like, <laughs> yep, okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's gonna do it for episode 69. Nice. Can I do one? Uh, Can I do sure. one? I don't do nice, but I go 69. Giggity goo. <laughs> Giggity goo. Okay. Quack, uh, Quackmire from Family Guy. Sure ain't giggity giggity. Oh, giggity giggity. Oh, you're so right. Yeah. <laughs> I said giggity goo. I think you said it one time and I like that's, stuck with it. That's fine. You make it your own. That's okay. Cool. Good deal. Um, well, I get, I hate to ask, but 
Is there anything you want to add before we get out of here? As always, peace, love, and all the above. And giggity giggity. Giggity giggity. Um, all right. Well, we'll see you next time in the Marvels. <laughs>